Hi again, everybody, moms and dads, boys and girls. Welcome to The Chatter. This is episode number... 91. And Mark Hager's in the house for a change. Can you believe that here? You only came because you knew it was air-conditioned. Exactly. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Remember, Remember, O most gracious gracious Virgin Mary, Mary, that that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother, to thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. This is episode 91. You know, I went down my checklist. I did everything but check your headphones and microphones. Is everything working down there? I know, it started awfully fast, so I hope everyone is hearing us. We're recording this on July 3rd, so that means it's fireworks tonight. The Feast of St. Thomas. Oh, yeah. That, yep. Darn it. I should have said that first. Happy name day. I love it. Yep. Feast of St. Thomas. Oh, I, I, oh. I claim them all. No. <laughs> the, the Apostle, I claim uh, St. Thomas more. Oh, that's your namesake. And uh, St. Uh, Thomas of Beckett. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I mean, I'll take them all. I'll take every Thomas. <laughs> this is going to be yeah. a great show. We're going to talk about the priest assignments in the archdiocese. Mm-hmm. Anybody know what's going on in... Uh, well, we know some of what's going on in Madison. I haven't heard much about the Rockford Diocese. We're going to talk about the movie with Jim Caviezel. Dubuque County Right to Life's got some good stuff going on. Uh, Clarity Clinic, the Knights, got to have something going on. Yeah, we got the big golf outing coming up again. We'll talk so. about that. Did uh, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Raymond Burke, Cardinal Raymond Burke. Uh, did we yeah. get the details on that? And I can check the website. And, when, and, when and we got to... Talk about the bells. We've got to talk about the bells. But well, well, yes. Do you want to do that first, or do you want to do the priests? Well, I was going to say, because it's the beginning of July, that means the priests move around. Yeah, what do we got? So we have some moves um, that are effective July 11th, so that'll be right after this episode airs. We're recording on July 3rd, but this episode will air on July 7th, 8th, and 9th. And effective July 11th, we have two priests who are retiring so happy retirement to Father David Cusera and Father David Ambrosi, two faithful priests who have served well. Been doing this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now we've got a couple moves, and I won't mention, there's not a lot of moves. No, no, not much. Uh, these were announced uh, shortly before Archbishop Jekyll's, um left. Right. So, Father Steimel. Mm-hmm. Father Steimel. Um, Father Jacob Dunn. Um Let's go down a couple here. So Father Kyle Digman, people, our listeners might know him because mm-hmm. he's kind of a local boy. Um, and he's over in Iowa State in Ames. And he also is going to be assigned as pastor of Saints Peter and Paul Parish in Gilbert. So he's mm-hmm. getting a little more work to him. Then some associates, a lot of people of our listeners um, are familiar with Father Benjamin Valentine. Yes, yes. Very fine young priest. Reassigned already. Mm-hmm. To um, Manly and Mason City. So he'll be out in the hinterland. Yes. Getting a lot of... Evangelizing the hinters. (laughs) Keeping us safe from the Minnesotans. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have a a couple new priests. We have um, Father Casey Flack, and he's going to Ames. So he will be there with uh, Father Kyle Digman. That'll be a good team. Mm -hmm. Two young priests on fire for the faith. 
And then um, here in Dubuque, Father Jeffrey Frieden is going to be the associate at Holy Spirit um, Parish in Dubuque. So. And he's he's uh, newly ordained. Mm-hmm. Those are the two new guys. So one's staying in Dubuque and one's going out to Ames. So that'll be that'll be great to have one of the newly ordained in town. Mm-hmm. So so not a whole lot of changes. The only other local one is Father Brian Dellert who is the pastor of St. Joe the Worker, is also assigned as the judicial vicar. So that's kind of like the top canon law judge. Judge advocate. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for the archdiocese. So not a whole lot of changes. No, congratulations to all. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll have to say a prayer at the end of the segment for all of the priests here then. And uh, and for a... uh, an assignment, a gift from God for a holy archbishop for the archdiocese. Where mm. is this an interregnum? I know it is with a with a pope, but mm. uh, I don't know. Is a, a a minor in interregnum? A minor, a mini interregnum. Yeah, I don't know, but of course we continue to pray for um, Bishop Pates as he leads us in this interim time, and we're praying and fasting for the next guy that's going to be assigned here as our new archbishop. Yes, pray and fast. Yeah, so someone was saying that the bishops were meeting um, in late June, and since we didn't hear word, now we probably won't hear until at least the fall because they don't meet in July and August. So we won't hear anything until... Do the bishops' conference make the announcement? Well, I think they don't... I don't know if they make the announcement, but I think they're involved with it, especially over in the Vatican, some of those bishops, Mm -hmm. dicasteries... Um, are involved with that stuff. And, you know, all of Rome takes July and August off. So. And it was reading over the weekend, but where it is right now, Dubuque and one other diocese is without a bishop right now. So there's mm. there's two in the country, I think. Well, and a Sioux City bishop, um, Bishop Nicholas, he is um, old enough to retire, and last year to resign, retire. 75 already? Mm -hmm. Last year. But he asked special permission. He said, I would like to submit my resignation to be effective the next year because uh, this year he will celebrate 50 years of the priesthood. Hmm. So he wanted to stay one more year to celebrate his 50th anniversary of the priesthood in his diocese. So then he'll be retiring. A real trooper. Mm -hmm. Anytime now. I wonder why they don't assign a coadjutor to the bishops as they approach 75 years old. Well, Dubuque has had a coadjutor. Before. I understand. I understand, and that's that's happened, mm-hmm. and that's my question: why that isn't more common practice? I don't know. Good question. Maybe that's nothing that Francis does. Maybe the don't know Benedict used to. I don't know. Don't know either. Maybe one of our smart listeners can let us know that. But anyway, so there could be like, two changes in Iowa. They like to keep things top secret. <laughs> <laughs> I look over this guy. He's got his, he's got his uh, phone over there. He looks like the landing party from Star Trek with a tricorder saying, "I just got beamed down here, and the, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. nitrogen and oxygen here, and I'm staying because it's air conditioning. Because right. as we're recording right now, it's what 92 <laughs> it's, degrees yeah, outside. It's warm. And, yeah, yeah, it's warm. Yeah. So yeah, you know it's warm when he just walks in and says, "Hi, I'm here." <laughs> The door was unlocked. Uh, the air conditioning funny. was on. Funny. So what did you find as you were yeah, tricordering? Nothing I, over I, there yet? No, it won't let me go past something on their website. It's kind of weird. I don't know why. It's not showing me a calendar or anything on there. 
Speaking of so. priest assignments over in Madison's diocese, I see Father Heilman has been uh, transferred over to Janesville. Um, mm-hmm. Some masses are moved around in uh, in the Plantville market, mm-hmm. Plantville uh, mm-hmm. deanery. It was a beautiful, solemn High Latin mass oh, last week. What did you think of that? That was beautiful, wasn't it? And a pretty full church. Yeah, on a Thursday night celebrating the mm-hmm. feast, the... Uh, St. Peter and Paul. It's a solemnity, but solemnity, uh, this yeah. was a high mass of extraordinary um, reverence. Mm-hmm. And it's on the, is it the Platteville YouTube channel? Probably. I don't know. I didn't look. Yeah, it is. I got it sent to it, but now what uh, what address is it here? I think it's been uh, it's been posted. Okay. It was, uh, of course, a priest and then a deacon and a subdeacon, and, they, and then about 25 servers. That was amazing. Yeah. And the one server was acted as platoon, the MC. That's a platoon, I think. Is 20, that a platoon? 20, 20, 25 <laughs> servers. Yeah. The one was acting as MC. So did you notice he was up there kind of saying to the priest, oh, so so there's a priest, a deacon, and a subdeacon. Although the deacon and subdeacon in the solemn high mass are, are roles that are acted by a priest. Yes. So those are all. There were three priests on the altar, but one was acting as the main celebrant, one as the deacon, one as a subdeacon, and then there was another guy who was dressed as an altar server, but he was telling the cassock and surplus. Mm-hmm, but he was telling the deacon and subdeacon where to go, and he was kind of pointing and kind of quietly ushering them. Well, when communion time came, he put on a stole. Mm-hmm. So he was a priest who was master of ceremonies. Who was master of ceremonies? Because when you have these these high holy masses. There is uh, the rubrics are extensive, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one guy's got to be the traffic cop, and that's the master of ceremonies. Exactly. And I wish I knew his name. Yeah, I don't know his name either, but uh, I only knew he was a priest because when he helped with communion, he put on a put stole. a stole on. Mm-hmm. And there were uh, a few other priests and at least one deacon. Uh, um, <laughs> the brain is a tough thing to lose here. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Eggers, Lee Eggers, Deacon Lee Eggers was uh, on the uh, far mm. side, mm. on the north side of the altar. It was just awesome to see that procession come in with all the servers. And some of those little guys, they must have been five years old and they were serving. Mm-hmm. I know, I think if they were red under their cassock, that means they've not yet received communion. I believe that's the designation, yeah. Yeah, so there were, I don't know, four or five of those guys. Oh, uh, that's, that's you know, so you cool. kind of wonder what goes through their mind as a young <clears throat> boy seeing all that beauty and reverence yeah so i think it's uh, pioneercatholic.com is the uh, youtube channel and i think that's where augustine um, put that on up in plantville beautiful beautiful event and a good choir the music was oh yeah yes beautiful so that was nice. And I love when there's a good choir because they can drown out my humming. And, uh, <laughs> and they were just very good, weren't they? They were very, very good, yeah. yeah. So it was nice to see. And he had a very good homily. It you know, was about all Father about, John Blewett, mm-hmm, yes. Father John Blewett, who is being reassigned. He's going up to Wisconsin Dells. So it was kind of his is farewell that mass. Dells or Sauk City? St. Celia up there? I thought he was going to Wisconsin Dells because at the time I thought, oh, that's a party town. That's a what do you what would you call it? A, a vacation. The dark well, life actually, of Miss Colleen. Saint yeah. Celia is very reverent up there. Oh. I mean, the the priest that was up there um, is very good. In fact, Steve and Kim Hesbridge were going over there for quite a while, okay. and now they 
changed and went to Moston, but there's two, I think. St. Joseph's up there, I think, is the other one. St. Cecilia is the other one. So, and so, then, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, so good so. stuff, all kinds of things going on. The priest <clears throat> will have to get an update what's going on in the Rockford Diocese, mm-hmm. what priest assignments are going there. But we've mm-hmm. got four or five minutes left. We should talk about the movie with Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Talk about that movie, Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom. Is that what it's called, The Sound of Freedom, and it's all about human trafficking? Yep. Based on a true story, Uh, Tim Ballard is the man's name, who was, I guess he left his job to start rescuing children that are being trafficked. So it came to town on the 3rd or the 4th? It's opening the 3rd from what, no, the 4th. It's opening tomorrow. Right. The 4th, yeah. But I thought yeah. it was a limited engagement, Colleen, but you seem to see that there are, and this is at the AMC Theater, correct? Out right. on the arterial? Yes. The AMC, yep, yep out by um, Coles yeah. out there. But yeah, there's quite a few showings. In fact, we just thought it was a one-day showing, but they, yeah. they're they having the movie through July 13th. So people have So they must have got this. enough ticket sales to warrant an extension of the engagement right Mm -hmm. yeah so it's just over a two-hour movie but um lots of opportunities to see it Um, so who's this tim ballard mark i think he was a navy seal i I think um but anyhow yeah he's let's put it this way he's built like one and uh he took on this mission of uh and i forget how exactly he came into um to the context of seeing this happen um but uh he uh he decided that whatever the the thing was that threw him into this that this is his mission in life now mm-hmm. is just um and he's he's got a lot of i think navy seals that go with him and now they've also got law enforcement from the fbi they've got you know a few of them that go with them for protection and things like that that they're training but they they basically go all over the world Mm. and and go to these i mean encampments and stuff and and mm. all kinds of places where they just you know where these children are at mm-hmm. and we'll know more after we see the movie mm-hmm. but this this issue this problem this is beyond imagination oh my the, gosh the scope it's of human trafficking it's just humans the sl- the sex slave oh my gosh uh, industry. It's just awful. Now, the little blurb about the movie says it's based on the incredible true story. After rescuing a young boy from ruthless child traffickers, a federal agent learns the boy's sister is still captive and decides to embark on a dangerous mission to save her. With time running out, he quits his job and journeys deep into the Colombian jungle, putting his life on the line to free her from a fate worse than death. Um, but like you said, Mark, I think they... They've gone all around the world to try to save some of these kids. And while and um, Jim Caviezel was talking about this in, the, in one interview that I watched, and so there was twenty five guards with them on as they were filming. Okay, and he said the Gar- guards, like security officers, securities and and Navy SEALs and FBI guys, twenty five in that entourage that were with them. Okay, watching. So Jim comes out the one morning and he's looking around and he only sees like eight guys there and he's going like where's the rest of them at mm-hmm. while they were filming they go in and they they find 20 or 25 kids that are being sex trafficked so they left the movie and this what's the location columbia columbia 
So they left this location knowing that, and so they left and, and went in and saved these kids and brought them out of this, wow. you know. So I mean, during the filming. During they the saved filming. Some kids. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I'm going to hit the button because a lot of people, um, you know, gets into the politics, but this is happening on the American border. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the imagination, part, part of what you're going to see in this movie, and you ought to go see it is, um, you know, there's three big ways to make money, dark money, black money. You've got, you've got drug sales. You've got ammunition, arms, military sales. And then you've got the sex slave trade, human trafficking. And I don't like the term human trafficking because it... It puts a, a, a it, nice tone to it. It's too it's, sanitized it for is, me. It this is. is. This is it's human, sex. human... And, and it's going to come out with the, once a child's been trafficked, what the life cycle, well, lifespan from day one to trafficking till right. they're dead. Mm. And, it's, and it's, not, it's happening on the, human, uh, on, the, on the southern border of the United States. And just hold on on that thought, okay. Mark. The, the, and it's going to come out in the movie. It's been in the trailers. Why they're doing this is more profitable than drug sales and arms sales, and the reason is, if it's a one and done with those two. Once you've sold a bag of heroin, it's gone. It's gone, and once you've sold a tank or yeah, it's a rifle, a bomb, it's 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 sold. You can sell that child six or eight times a day. Yeah, or that or that woman. A hundred and fifty-two billion dollar industry right now it will surpass drugs they said this year right and the other thing that's sickening the number one consumer is america is the united states of america Mm -hmm. as sex it is just god awful that's all it is just to put that into perspective we're running late we're going to close it with this uh 152 billion dollars is bigger than major league baseball major league football major league basketball NASCAR, tennis. Combined. 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 Mm. You're listening to The Chatter on FM 98.3 KCRD. Our sponsor is... Hotworks. Out on Holiday Drive. See Melissa Knoll. We'll be right back after these announcements. back we're in the studio you're listening to us either live or memorex on uh, fm 98.3 kcrd showing your age there memorex yeah there's (laughs) two people out there that remember that earlier offline (laughs) or off the air you were talking about rewind and i thought rewind boy that's so 20th century or the podcast for all of you people who uh, don't remember phone booths and phone phone uh, And don't remember what a Memorex is. <laughs> where, where, where were we? Well, we uh, we took some time off. We were traveling. We got one of the campsites out there. Mm-hmm. There was a phone booth with a working payphone. No, sure. At one of the campsites in 
New Mexico. I love it. I love it. You should have got in there and made some calls. I No, but I did go to see if there were any coins in the return. <laughs> uh, memories, oh, memories, yes, memories. Oh, Let's talk about Dubuque County Right to Life and the state legislature. Pull your uh, notes up there. I've got the, uh, I like the, the, uh, the newsletter that Augustine puts together and, and all of his team over there. They do a nice job. And Art had a good letter in here, pro-life court and legislative update, but you were down there, Colleen. Yeah. Um, what what so, was the inside? So there was a bus that went down on Saturday, June 24th, to celebrate the one-year anniversary of the Dobbs decision, which overturned Roe v. Wade and put the abortion decision back in the state's hands. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so that was the reason for the trip down there. Uh, a couple days before before that day, we had some bad news. There was uh, the Iowa Supreme Court voted on the fetal heartbeat law. And? And there are seven justices on the Iowa Supreme Court, and one justice recused herself because her former law firm used to represent Planned Parenthood. So she recused herself leaving six justices, and they deadlocked three to three on whether or not to unblock the heartbeat law, which was passed in 2018. And because the vote was a tie, um, the ruling of the district court, which blocked the law, was affirmed. Yeah, ruling stands. Ruling stands, which is just a shame. So it was a, it was a little bit of a damper on our celebration. Well, what was the quote Dobbs. you told me about that the... Uh the court how did they say oh so one of the one of the justices ruled uh it issued a statement with his ruling and mm-hmm. said this is not an issue for the supreme court this is for the legislature to decide but the legislature had decided in 2018 so i don't that's, and the supreme court did not vacate the appellate court it's just so if it was a legislative issue neither of the courts should have ruled Right. The legislature has spoken. And, and he's right. I mean, it, these things should come through the people. The people of Iowa should be able to say. And the people of Iowa voted in 2018 to protect unborn children after a heartbeat could be detected. They already decided on that. They already voted. So for this particular Supreme Court, Iowa Supreme Court justice, to say this is a decision for the legislature, not the Supreme Court, was a ridiculous argument. Well, let me ask you, so why was it if, if that had passed in the legislature, why was it even brought to the Supreme Court? Well, somebody, somebody objected somebody to the legislation. To the, of course, yeah, Planned Parenthood or, or Emma Goldman or whoever it was, they objected to the to the heartbeat bill. They they want to kill babies. Right. So right. they are going to object that if you hear a heartbeat, then we should yeah. protect Planned Parenthood baby. didn't invent money, but they were there when it happened. Goodness gracious. They got it. So for now, abortion remains legal in Iowa during the first 20 weeks of pregnancy. I think most people think that, well, abortion is, you know, um, legal just up for the first, you know, couple months, maybe two or three months. But, you know, three months would be 12 weeks. The fact is, in Iowa, abortion is legal up to 20 weeks. That's five months. Wow. Five months. You can still kill a child in the mother's womb in Iowa. Just horrific. So we're, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring Art back, Art Galoon, back for, because uh, it's been some time since he's been on. We'll mm-hmm. get Augustine, 
and we're going to have Abby Johnson on for one segment of the um, of the chatter. She can't do the entire program, but she can do uh, 18 or 20 minutes. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll um, we'll that's just a good idea. we'll just have a long segment with Abby. Abby's uh, presentation. She spoke uh, at eight o'clock Thursday morning uh, at the um, coalition for canceled priests. She was uh, they they produced that show, put it up on on um, YouTube, and it was taken down within thirty six hours. Wow! Wow! But it's on Rumble. Here's a new website that all Catholics ought to get to. Spiritus. Dot TV. Maybe you can oh. pull it up, Colleen. Spiritus.tv. This is a Catholic platform uh, as an alternative to YouTube. You got it there, Colleen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it's an alternative to YouTube. Correct. So they're not pulling down the stuff that gets all of these strikes. Spiritus, spelled is that Latin? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit us, US dot TV. S P I R I T U S TV dot com. Dot, oh, I, I did it wrong there. I said dot TV. Okay. No, it's Spiritus TV dot com. Hmm. Yeah. Now you know why Colleen's on the show, Mark, because yeah. uh, otherwise we'd have people <laughs> all over. <laughs> Calling in. Calling. Who is that guy? Yeah. Get him off the air. <laughs> anyway, you want to go there, set up an account, look for Abby Johnson when she, uh, she's she got a powerful witness. No notes. The woman just prances. No, she, she doesn't prance. She meanders side to side on the stage, and she talks to you, not at you. Mm. And... Um, and we're going to have her back here on the uh, Yeah, she's a good chatter. speaker. People might remember her from the movie um, Unplanned. That's her. That's her life story. Yep. So she used to work in uh, Planned Parenthood as the director, and then she witnessed an abortion, and and she left. So that's the movie Unplanned. And she spoke in Dubuque a couple of years ago with um, right. the Dubuque County Right to Life Life Dinner. But she's got a website called And Then There Were None. Mm -hmm. And it's for abortion workers who want to leave the industry. Um, she's because, doing some great stuff. Oh, yep, wow. she hopes And Then There Were None. So we're going to get Abby on. We'll get uh, Art to come back along with um, mm -hmm. Augustine uh, Payne. Mm -hmm. Mark, you got to be here. And uh, we're, we're going to talk about uh, some of the items. And you can hear her uh, presentation. Because if you weren't at Dubuque County Right to Life, or even if you were, it's been a while since you were there mm -hmm. and heard her speak. She she knocks it out of the ballpark at mm -hmm. eight o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. What else is going over at Dubuque County Right to Life? I see they've got a new summer intern mm. whose job it is to smile. Did you see the picture of of uh, Grace Grace Van Patten? You know, Grace spoke in Des Moines on the twenty fourth. Oh, she did. Augustine spoke, and Grace spoke, and Grace spoke at the life dinner at the end of April. Where's she out at Glen Ellen? She's Illinois? a student at Loris, and she um, didn't know any difference, so she was always pro-choice because that's what she heard all her friends and all the media say. So that's what she was. And, and then, then a friend of hers at college kind of challenged her on that about, do you even know what an abortion is? Um, and so she and started looking into it and was horrified. Wow. So turned on a dime. So now she is pro-life. She's working at the Right to Life office for the summer and um, I think maybe even wants to see about going into pro-life 
after yeah. college yeah. for life work. What, what a young woman involved in the spiritual campus life, mm-hmm. or campus spiritual life, a dance marathon, St. Thomas More Pre-Law Society, and co-president of Duhawks for Life, mm-hmm. Grace Van Patten. Maybe we should have her on the show with, uh, yeah. with Augustine and get her to talk. We've got to get that next generation of pro-life people engaged. They're out there, and if we don't ask them to step up, they're going to think there's not a place for them at the front of the line, Colleen. Well, not only that, but just think of what just Colleen just said about her. She didn't know. You know? She didn't because she, she just didn't. heard, and, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you mm-hmm. need to be on our side, mm-hmm. you know. It's for women, women's yeah. rights. Yeah. So she never looked into it, so she thought, oh, okay, I guess that's what, yeah. And that's um, what happened with Lila Rose, too. Not exactly the same, but Lila Rose um, just happened to read, pick up a book in her parents' library when she was like 10 years old and saw what an abortion was. It was Wilkie's book. Boom, that's what did it for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just need to... to direct people to some of these websites that show the truth of what abortion is and it speaks for itself and they're uh, there the Dubuque County Right to Life's going out to the fair in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and they're looking for volunteers did you know mm-hmm. that is so key so here's a story when I was working at the Right to Life office we got a call from Arizona mm-hmm. and they were talking about a, a girl that had walked into the Right to Life office in Arizona and she was pregnant and she needed some help. And um, and she said to the Arizona pro-life office, I grew up in Dubuque County and I was at the fair and they had this booth with these little models. And so I knew when I found out that I was pregnant, I knew it was a baby. Mm-hmm. So That is she so was, cool. Isn't that cool? So when she was a kid, she saw this and now she's a woman in Arizona, pregnant and pro-life, not considering abortion because of those fetal models at the Dubuque County Right to Life wow, booth. Wow, that is... Isn't that a great story? Yeah. So if you're going to the fair and you want to stop by and help out for a half hour or an hour, 563-556-5960 or uh, dcrtl at dcrtl.org. Mm-hmm. They'll pay for your ticket to get in the fair. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, they give you one of them... 3,000 grams of sugar lemonade drinks that, uh, you know, that might be on everybody's got to get one of them. But they are in the air-conditioned building. So anybody that would consider yeah. volunteering, it's in the air-conditioned building. What's going on at the fair this year, Mark? I don't. I haven't seen the... Uh, I mean, I saw it and haven't figured it out. I, I don't sorry. know. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not a fair-goer. We'll have yeah. to do a next episode and cover Let's do the fair next week. Figure out what's going on there. Mark, you're in charge. Okay. <laughs> Maybe... Uh, we could do some um, interviews. Well, I know the Knights of Columbus have their big food uh, right, right. booth going on out there. They also do the lemonade thing and mm-hmm. stuff. So, Should we you know. send him out with the uh, remote equipment oh, to do no, that? Oh, there's a thought. Go get, go talk to a Holstein. If you can't get a Holstein, <laughs> get a Halfstein <laughs> and talk to them. How about it? Come here, little piggy. Yeah. Uh, uh, and before we leave the pro-life um, newsletter there, they do carpool to the Emma Goldman Clinic every Thursday. So right. if someone not wants to Not during the go, summer, though. Oh, they're not going there during I the don't summer? think so. Okay. Not during the summer. Okay. So that's... Because Brad be Hesselbacher, one of our knights, is mm-hmm. kind of leading our knights in doing that as well. Oh, so. okay. 
Okay. And I, I think he said that was, I think he said that at the last officers meeting. They're not doing it during the summer. Okay. So. I know Art Galoon is going. You know, he's about half retired right now. Yep. I think he's the, not going to retire. They're <laughs> well, he's retired from the, from the law, law firm. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. so then I think he's committed to going to yeah. Goldman yeah. every Thursday. So that'll be his yeah. last words on his lips. Mm-hmm. Pro life. Mm-hmm. Um, Augustine had been talking about these educational courses going on. Uh, July 16th and July 19th, you've got the uh, Equip for Life courses that they're putting on. I don't do justice to be able to describe that, Colleen, but the phone number is the same, 556-5960. But these have been going on marvelously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I wonder if they couldn't get those classes in the Catholic schools. So to teach the students at a Lady Guadalupe in sixth grade mm-hmm. how to talk to their friends who think that they're in favor of women's rights. Wouldn't that be a great thing to teach the sixth graders and the seventh graders? Imagine that. Yeah, exactly. Imagine that. That would yeah. be great. No doubt. Speaking of pro-life, Clarity Clinics really got me teed off. But um bum <laughs> Thursday, July 13th. Golf tournament, I'm thinking. Over in Galeno on the north course at Eagle Ridge. Uh, I think Kyle's doing that, right, Kyle mm-hmm. Cox? I think so. And his number is right here in front of me, 556-5250, area code 563-556-5250. Thursday the 13th on the North Course. That's a beautiful, beautiful course. What? Uh, what's 100 bucks to get in? Uh, 100 and a quarter after the deadline here, so make it fast. Uh, they've got foursomes. Always a great time over there with Clarity Clinic. Mm-hmm. And then what do you make? Did you hear about the uh, oh. new executive director? What do you know? Yeah, so I don't know much. Uh, Mary Ellen Warren has begun um, the position of executive director as of June 1st. I do know they hired her last year, but she had already committed to teaching that school year um, in Galena. And Two so, jobs. What an overachiever here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so Dennis uh, Rima retired and uh kyle cox was kind of interim helping out but now mary ellen warren is their executive director we should have her on the show is she from galena then or don't i really don't know she'd have to come on and tell us we're going to do it we're going to get her on the uh, air kyle's going to come back and what a shout out to dennis rima what a career he's had how many years my goodness. Um, 112 years over <laughs> at uh, Clarity Well, he's Clinic. been 16 at Clarity, but um, he was 28 years as a teacher, coach, and principal. Mm-hmm. So, And he's still going to be doing the, um, he calls the football games at UD. So he's still going to do that. So you'll still maybe hear him announcing the football and basketball games at, at UD. But mm-hmm. he's stepping away from Clarity Clinic after 16 years of of um, service over there. So thank you very much, Dennis. Yeah, great job. I don't think people realize quite what a uh, bastion of pro-life Dubuque and Dubuque County is mm-hmm. and spilling over both sides of the river mm-hmm. into uh, mm-hmm. Dickeyville, Galena, East Dubuque, mm-hmm. all the Grand County, Joe Davies County. Um, and we're happy to be the pro-life radio station Absolutely. Helping, helping out. So. Absolutely. You know, for many years, Dubuque County Right to Life was the preeminent Right to Life office in the whole state, even bigger and better than the Des Moines, the Des Moines office. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, it's been a long history of pro-life um, uh, here in Dubuque County. And then, of course, Mary's Inn, the only maternity home What in can Eastern we say Iowa. about Mary's Inn? What's new? Who's new? Can I say a secret out loud? <laughs> All right. Okay. 
cover your headphones. I don't, I don't think I already mentioned this, but you know, we, we kind of have outgrown our place. So we're kind of looking to move our location. So what's on the shopping list? Well, we still plan on serving four women mm-hmm. and their babies. So simultaneously or concurrently mm-hmm. or whatever. So we're need a place that does, that's at least a four bedroom house. And then we do like to have a fifth bedroom for the staff if they want to um, sleep, you know, at night, a place to go. Um, but the reason that we're kind of outgrowing where we are right now is because we also need a lot of other rooms. So we've got girls that um, maybe have different agencies that come into uh, Mary's Inn to talk about their situation and they need some privacy. Conference, conference room. A conference room. Um, we also, with taking up to a two year old, we would love a playroom so that the kids could leave their toys and walkers and all that stuff out instead of having to pick them up um, every all the time. So we've got a we need about maybe three or four other rooms. I'd like to go back on site. My office is off site. I'd like to go back on site. So, so we need an office. We need a conference room. We need uh, playroom, playroom, mm-hmm. storage rooms, mm-hmm. storage rooms. Yeah, no. we have a, a storage room for our supplies so right. we keep diapers and wipes on site. So. If anybody knows anything, so you basically, give what you want is the hotel Mary's in. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. All right. Well, we said the quiet part out loud. We did. Right here on the chatter. We did. This is episode 91, and we are brought to you by Hotworks out on Holiday Drive with one L. No, two L's. I don't know. <laughs> One or two. One or, <laughs> one or two L's. We got it all messed up the first time we did this thing when they printed all their business cards and everything with their. You spelled holiday with two L's? I don't know. I, think, sp- they, I think they do out there. The, the holiday drive is actually two L's. You're kidding. No, I'm, seriously. You don't get this kind of radio up and down the aisle. Uh, Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. We'll be right back right. after these announcements <laughs> on the chat. <laughs> back in the studio this is the 91st episode of the uh, chatter and i thought you had had too much suntan lotion mark but you are (laughs) telling me that holiday drive in dubuque is spelled with two l's two l's yeah and colleen you've you've confirmed it evidently google Maps says well if it's on the internet it's got to be if it's on google it's got to be true so wow this will be this will be talked about for (laughs) <laughs> two or three days, anyway, in Dubuque. <laughs> that holiday drive in Dubuque is spelled with two L's. Yeah. What else coming up in Dubuque? Hey, we, you know, we had Catherine Fishlock on last week. We got some nice feedback from mm-hmm. Catherine. We did. I've heard a couple nice comments. Yeah. I hear she's coming to Dubuque. I think to mm-hmm. uh, do some scholas and training and yeah. school children and yeah. all of that. Would That's that be exciting. wonderful? That would be great. We'll have to get more details on that. Mm-hmm. Who else is coming to Dubuque? Is Dr. Ray Garendi, mm-hmm. KCRD's autumn fundraiser november thursday november 2nd is the tentative date but it's about that time dr ray's coming in we've got to figure out where we've got a couple of people saying come to us and mm-hmm. other groups saying have your event over here so mm-hmm. we got to figure that out mm-hmm. anyway hold the date 
and um, might have a VIP event uh, mm. with Dr. Ray about that time. People, I think, may not realize just how important these conferences are for KCRD and for our well, continuing. They really are. They're, they're really our fundraisers. So everyone should save that date. And, and this one is actually a fundraiser. A fundraiser, well. not a fundraiser. Oh. Well, he's been here before. Yeah. And, yeah, and uh, it was a big event. Nobody yeah. left after that. Do you remember yeah. that? Colleen, yeah. it was over at the hotel, mm-hmm. and he finished, and people stayed, mm-hmm. and they stayed, and they, <laughs> and they they hadn't left. And he was, his, his event was the last nationwide event before they shut the entire, that was a Thursday mm-hmm. night, too, mm-hmm. I think. February was it February 2020? Yeah, and dates right over in the box behind yeah. you, Mark. Yeah. And, and uh, the next morning, they started shutting the country down, and by mm-hmm. that weekend, kaboom, the vault door was shut. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yep. Dr. Ray's coming back. And speaking of radio hosts, Patrick Madrid is uh, calling your number here you got to go to yeah. Greece and Turkey. You know, he's been promoting this pilgrimage that he's um, taking. To Greece and Turkey in the footsteps of St. Paul. That, I don't often want to go places, but that one sounds really good. And it's October 14th to the 24th, $3,700. That's nothing. For Greece and Turkey with Pat Madrid, that's nothing. I mean, I mean, when you consider hotels, transportation, the whole yeah, ten airfare, days. 10 days, yeah. food, yeah. yeah, and then to be close to Patrick. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just hearing a suite on the Viking cruise line that comes up. I heard twenty thousand dollars for that. Oh, now, I, wow, I don't know if that's accurate, but still, yeah. thirty-seven hundred now sounds like a deal, doesn't it? You got that right. That better include Mark Twain for that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> Live, yeah. <laughs> Live. <laughs> Take them out of the freezer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Look quick. We're yeah. putting them back in. Mm. Oh my goodness. No, that sounds so like a great trip. I'll anyone's think. interested, they could go to CanterburyPilgrimages.com, and that's where you can find the Greece and Turkey with Pat Madrid, October fourteenth to the twenty fourth. We got some more announcements running on the air. You can get some more details on that from Patrick. Exciting. So, Mark, what's going on with the Knights? I hear there's a there's another golf outing, I think, yeah. in August. Do yeah. I have the date? August 26th is the uh, Knights of Columbus at St. Columkill's, their big golf outing fundraiser this year. That's a Saturday? Saturday, yep. August yep. 26th? Out at uh, Timberline. And uh, this year, all the funds are going to Opening Doors. Hmm. So, wow. So Opening Doors is the umbrella name, um, the umbrella organization for the Teresa Shelter, the Maria House, and the Francis Apartments. Yep. So Francis Apartment, that's a new one on me. Yep, they opened the Francis Apartments, I'm going to say in 2017-ish, 2018, something like that. So that would be the old school on the St. Mary's downtown campus. So, um, you know, the church now is Steeple Square Event Center. When I was a little boy, it was the new school. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how to make a guy <laughs> yeah, hurt. <laughs> Just yeah, here, kick me when I'm down, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. So that's yeah. So anyhow, we uh, we've been raising a lot of good money for the golf outings over the years and stuff, and we hope to do it again this year and stuff. So, and then we also are um, some of the funds come from uh, St. Column Kills. For their golf outing, they have what they call, and the mailing has just went out. Uh, it's it's called the. Um, 
and the and the yeah, name is is the name is uh, of the same. Con- so there's two golf outings. There's two golf outings, uh, and then the parish picnic and uh, at Saint Columbia. Yeah. yeah, it's like summer fun, summer fun, or something like that. But anyhow, it's they tie all three packages together, and instead of the businesses and people getting hit up three different times, they tied it all into one, and so they give us some of those funds as well, and uh, then we use that for you know. Opening doors. Opening doors and whatever else we want to, you know, um, the um, St. Vincent de Paul walk and things like that that we give money to. Mm-hmm. So, wow. yeah. So, lots uh, of stuff going on for, mm-hmm. for golfers or duffers. And, yeah. Or I just go for the, uh, what's on the menu? Did you do plan that for Actually, uh, we're going to have it catered this year by Timberline. So it's going to be a smoked pork chop and baked potato and salads and everything. And then we'll, the nights will bring in the appetizers and desserts and stuff. So. I always have a hard time with those smoked pork chops keeping them lit. <laughs> <laughs> He's full of them today, he isn't he? He sure is. <laughs> Oh. As long as you're there, you'll yeah. help, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. So. Mike Fagerlin and his crew do a great job out yeah. at Timberline. Yeah, they great really people. do. That's for sure. So, Else, elsewhere, what else you got? Well, a couple of weeks ago, Don and I were up at Wisconsin Dells, and we had lunch with Steve and Kim Hesbridge. And Steve is a fourth-degree knight. Uh, he helped us start our council here in Dubuque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he lives up, uh, up around there now. And uh, so a couple of different times he's been invited over as a fourth degree to um, consult or not celebrate, but be there for the masses when the Cardinal Burke says mass at the Our Lady of the Shri- uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe Shrine. Mm-hmm. So he was telling me, yes, he was telling me on July 31st they're going to have the 15th anniversary dedication of the shrine, and Cardinal Burke will be there to celebrate the mass that day. So 15, 15 years already. 15 wow. years already. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That flew. Yeah. I remember we stumbled onto the shrine under construction. It had to be more than 15 more years than ago. More than 15 <laughs> years ago. Um, Spike had some baseball tournaments up in lacrosse, every you know, traveling, and so you'd make a weekend of it, and you got to find a place to go to mass, and we did, and heard about the shrine, and we go up there, and um, we hoofed it all the way up before the sh- the uh, <laughs> stations of the cross were on the mm-hmm. walkway, and the uh, the shrine itself was not open; it was incomplete. We tried to sneak in the construction area just to see what was going on. But uh, no golf carts that day. We no. uh, yeah, we took everybody up the hill. Yeah, yeah, that's quite the walk. It, it is. is quite the walk. It is. Like, it is. Yeah. yeah, but it's a beautiful shrine. Oh, so if anyone is. has not yet been up there, it's worth the two and a half hour drive up yeah. to the cross. Yeah, beautiful shrine. Beautiful shrine. So that's July thirty one. Yep, fifteenth anniversary. Some other events going on up there. What's the? Yeah. Is it the chapel? <laughs> well, the camp, or on, the. Uh, uh, on uh, August 5th, then, they have the uh, Solemn Pontifical High Mass being done. Well, they, the, going back to the, uh, and you can look this up on the Guadalupe uh, website, but the uh, the Mass that day is at, at noon. Uh, what's what's the feast day, Colleen? Um, um, well, that's just the anniversary, July right. 31st. Right, I, the anniversary. And then the the, but August, August 5th, 5th, is that a? August 5th is Our Lady of the Snows. Sh- yeah. Ah, that's a great story. Pretty sure, yep. Our Lady of the Snows. And then what is this chant camp 
that everybody's talking about. Yeah, we're about. on their website, which is guadalupeshrine.org, and they've got a calendar with a list of all this, these things that they're having. So in addition to the 15th anniversary Mass on July 31st, in addition to the solemn Pontifical High Mass on August 5th, they're having a chant camp for ages 14 to 18 on August 14th, uh, starting at 9 o'clock. So if you've got any high schoolers that are interested um, in music or chant, that would be something to check out. We just had Catherine Fishlock on last week talking about champ, chant. Quite a revival in liturgical music and reverence mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. music. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she mentioned how many young people are interested in chant. Right. So that would be something to check out if you've got... Um, a high schooler, no, a high schooler that's interested in music because that's the way she got involved with her, the chant was she was a music major or voice major, thinking opera, those kinds of things, secular for sure, but she would just go to mass and think, well, this music could use some help. Mm-hmm. So that's how she got involved with chant. So even if your high schooler isn't particularly interested in religion or the faith, um, this chant camp might be something they'd like to go to. And I think the link here to faith and religion is the good, the true, and the beautiful, mm-hmm. and the beautiful liturgical music, the chant mm-hmm. music, the Gregorian chant, mm-hmm. um, might be that first bridge that it could be a gateway drug to faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could Think be. about that. Exactly. It could be. Well, and the other thing I was just reading here, and, and this is, I, you know, I, I guess if you don't know much about the Shrine, to pull up their website and stuff, because on, on September 14th, then, they have the True Cross Relic Veneration. So they're going to have, you know, uh, all, I mean, they got all kinds the whole of month stuff of going August. on. Yeah, and this is into September then, but they've got all kinds of so stuff this, going on. This must on. be in and around the 15-year anniversary they're doing all right. kind of activities calling yeah. stuff yeah they do yeah. have their queen of the americas guild conference every year and this year it's on october 20th and in addition to cardinal burke it'll be father gerald murray will be there wow so if anybody's a fan of father gerald that? murray that is october 20th 20th yeah half of the papal posse or a third yeah. of the papal posse yeah yeah what a great priest yeah so well, now's your time to go up there and see him in person. We've kicked this can down the road for uh, almost two months, Colleen. You and I were talking about this, the idea of bells and blessing of bells. And, and then all of a sudden there's some churches, some parishes around town that are refurbishing their bells. Yeah, the timing of it all is kind of interesting. Back in May I saw a story that the bells in Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris are being restored. Mm-hmm. And they had a whole article about these bells. They all have a name. Um, they all are dedicated to a certain saint um, or angel. One bell is called Gabriel, and that's dedicated to the archangel Saint Gabriel. Um, but there's nine of these bells, of course, in differing sizes. Um, but they're, they've got names, um, uh, and and it tells you a little bit about who that they are, who they're named after, etc. But I had heard a couple months ago that you know when it comes to spiritual warfare, there are demonic spirits of the air. Yes, yes, there are. And the the ringing of church bells is a way to exorcise demons of the air, because bells, church bells, are baptized. Mm-hmm. And they're named. So when they start ringing, it's like a blessing that peels through the air. 
And I thought that was fascinating. And I'm so thrilled to see that St. Joe's Key West, they're restoring their bells. In fact, they raised $15,000 very quickly Yeah. Um, to get those bells done. And St. Column Kills is re- restoring their bells. I think this is awesome. Let's get those church bells ringing. So it's just not a ringing for the Angelus at 6, 12, and 6, or, or that, you know, it's almost mass time at mm-hmm. five minutes before the mm-hmm. mass time. It's actually a form of exorcism to rid the evil spirits before mm-hmm. prayer, mm-hmm. before yeah. liturgy. And I think Key West is going to um, ring them at the Angelus hours. Maybe not 6 a.m., but I think they're going to do noon and 6 and 3. I think I read that they were also going to do 3 p.m. for the Hour of Divine Mercy, and then probably before Mass, five minutes before Mass. But isn't it also an awesome way to evangelize everybody? Sure is. To hear bells, you're going to, for one second, you're going to think of God mm-hmm. if you hear those bells. Loris used to ring their bells from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Every hour, they would mark the hour, um, but then they had fancy bells at the Angelus at the noon and the six. I at, loved at, hearing at Christ those bells the King. at Christ the King Chapel. Yeah. Wow. So this is awesome that we're going to get the bells ringing again. So does Loris, they used to do it or they do continue to do it? I, I haven't heard them for a few years. Well, you would know if they did. Well, so. I would know because we're right there. <laughs> but um, I asked Father Vu, hey, how about we get those bells going again? So I don't know if there's a problem. Maybe they're broke. You know, like Key West yeah. had to restore theirs because theirs are broke. Yeah. Broken. So anyway. Wow. But everybody listening, Good ask day. your pastor if we can't ring our bells. Yeah. Let's get this town. Let's get those bells going again. Let's let everybody Ringing hear. Ringing and singing. How's that? Yeah. Ringing and singing. Well, I'm just humming. I'm humming. <laughs> yeah, except Saint, for Tom. St. Augustine says, he who hums <laughs> prays twice. <laughs> Something like that. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's in the book. It's in the book. <laughs> Oh. oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Yeah, I think we need to do this. I can think where I'd want to put some bells in this country, and and uh, I think it's a beautiful way just to just to get that sound out there. Everybody will think for a split second of God when yeah. they hear a church bell. Yep. And there is a church downtown, and I I can't tell which one, but as I go to work, they have church bells ringing, but they're not playing a church song. Um, it's not actually the Carpenters or whatever they're playing, but it's a secular tune. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't heard it now for a couple of weeks now that I'm thinking about it. But let's get some let's get some church bells ringing again. Yeah, yeah, some good exactly. some good music. Mm. And as you were thinking about that and, and <clears throat> saying think twice or you know pause and think of God, you know I was thinking recently while I was praying that Dubuque should be a sanctuary city for life. Mm. You know, there's cities cropping up all over the country, and they're a sanctuary for this and a sanctuary for that, Mo- mostly uh, disordered types of, mm-hmm. of uh, items. But wouldn't it be wonderful with all of the pro-life items going in, birthright, Dubuque County Right to Life, the Inn, Mary's Inn, Clarity, Clarity Clinic, Clinic. Mm-hmm. and Dubuque was known with its tremendous Catholic heritage, once known as Little Rome, mm-hmm. and yeah, should nice. forever be known right. as mm-hmm. Little Rome, exactly. mm-hmm. that it would be a safe haven for mm-hmm. for uh, the preborn babies and right up to and including a natural 
mm-hmm. natural death. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people just have such a strong pro-life sentiment. A prayer request came across my phone today. So everyone pray for a, a woman named Madison. She is pregnant with her third baby. Mm-hmm. She she gave birth to her first, but she aborted her second. And oh, no. she's not sure what she's going to do with baby number three. And right away, two people said, we'll take the baby. Right. We'll take the baby. So pray that she chooses life for her baby. But but that's just the pro-life sentiment in, in Dubuque. You hear about a woman in need, and you say, we'll take that baby. We'll take that I baby. I would go so far, Colleen, to say that any time, any place that a woman was contemplating abortion, that we could find an adoptive mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. within 12 hours. Without a doubt. In Dubuque, uh, County, Grant, Joe Davies, or perhaps beyond, we could find that. Without a doubt. Home. Without a doubt. Who should they call? You got a number to call? Well, they could call Dubuque County Right to Life for sure, 563-556-5960. They could call Mary's Inn, 563-552-6288. They could call Clarity, 563-556-5250. Yeah, what did I just yeah, do with that? Oh, there it is. Yeah. So there's lots of places. They could call the radio station, radio station and we would yeah. put them in touch with, with someone. But We got a home for your baby. Yeah. Every every baby would be welcomed in Dubuque. Well, we've done it again. We're out of time of chatter. Show 91. In the name of the the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Glory Glory be be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit. as As it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. And we are brought to you by the only sponsor that has two L's in their holiday. (laughs) It's his holiday drive and a home of hot works in Dubuque. See you all next week. We love you. God bless you.